Welcome to Through the Corporate Glass, a podcast that explores career choices. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Through the Corporate Glass. I'm your host Pramod. Today I'll be talking about how do you find and hire good software developers. My guest is Krishnan Nair, CEO of Geek Trust, which is a job platform targeted at software developers. So we are going to talk about questions like are you even looking for talent in the right places or are you simply overlooking many people when you search resumes is your interview process selecting the best ones from among those who apply and considering there is so much competition for talent right now could you have misconceptions that are preventing you from succeeding in this market as i mentioned krishnan is the ceo and co-founder of geek trust they've been operating for more than 6 years and have placed 500 plus candidates so far what's distinct about geek trust is that they reduce the emphasis on resumes and solving textbook style data structures and algorithm questions instead they've come up with their own coding challenges which ought to be much more closer to what you actually end up doing on the job once you've uploaded your solution geek trust evaluates it and assigns a score based on many parameters after that you can choose to share your profile with any of the hiring companies who are also signed up on that platform so i feel krishnan will be a great person to talk about hiring in software and the trends within it Hey Krishnan welcome to our show anything more you would like to add about geek trust Hey Pramod uh, thanks for inviting me uh, I think you have explained it very very clearly uh, we are a platform that helps developers to find jobs in based on their core coding skills so that's the that's the primary function that's what we do Pramod hmm, that's great so i started this episode with the premise that the software developer market is a bit hot right now and do you agree with that and do you have any data points or you know anecdotes you can share which will kind of testify to that so uh, good question pramod and to be honest i think it's it's hotter than hot right now mm-hmm. the the software developer hiring market if you look at the market indicators uh, indian startups raised about more than 10 billion in the last 6 months yes billion with a b right that's billion with a b yes billion dollars in the last 6 months that's the highest that ever okay in addition we have had 15 startups which have become unicorns just in this year in the last 6 months right unicorn you put these two together it's a billion dollar valued company right if you look if you put these two together there's so much money coming in and what are you going to use money for you're going to use money for marketing and building your engineering teams to build out the products mm-hmm. so all these companies that got funded all these unicorns need more people need more software developers to come in and work right so there's a big market there now if you look at the uh, the other players like the big it services players like your tcs of the world their revenues have done really well right they've got a 25% increase in revenue this quarter over the previous quarter right and the 25% increase is coming off a base of 7000 crores so they've gone to like 9000 crores in revenue wow. they're winning big deals it's i i think the 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 growth is predicted to be close to the 10% growth for the large it services players as well it used to be in the 5 to 6% for the last few years Mm-hmm. so there's a lot of growth happening the pandemic has resulted in uh, a lot of software companies doing well new areas have been uh, discovered where you know digitalization can help and across the board there is growth mm-hmm. and this is also reflecting in the attrition rates at some of these companies some of these uh, large it services companies are going to the highest attrition ever there was a gartner report which said you know this year 1 million developers will change jobs 
and these are voluntarily change jobs right, right? this right. is they're they're not getting fired they're choosing to ch- go to another job 1 million people are doing that right, right. so overall looking at the, across the market and just anecdotally from our own experience the market is looking up it's a great place to be in if you're a software developer right now mm-hmm. it's a bit counterintuitive given how the overall economy in the covid situation is yeah so when the pandemic started i mean as a as a hiring uh you know somebody in the hiring space the first impact of the pandemic was companies telling us to stop hiring so we had about 150 companies hiring that went on to about 30 quickly across a month of 2 to 3 months okay and then you know there was about 4 months of unknowns post which it just shot up right we have we have closed about 1000 positions right now on gigtrust mm-hmm. it's just gone up from the large players to the small players everybody is back to hiring they have they know, two things have happened one is we have figured out how to make remote working work which we couldn't figure out in two decades <laughs> <laughs> and secondly new areas where it can make a difference where software can make a difference has been discovered mm-hmm. fantastic i think then we're probably on the right track in doing this conversation today <laughs> absolutely so speaking of trends as well within this right so what are some broad trends you have seen in the last few years when it comes to you know the hiring side of it yeah so uh, i'll speak about two broad trends uh, one trend that i had seen is when i started gitras 6 years ago mm-hmm. it was extremely driven on pedigree mm-hmm. right the hiring market was essentially hey has this person done something like this before or has this person worked at a company similar to mine or better than mine the talk of skills was actually very less right and and you know you can't blame the companies because you know india is a market that we have about close to 5 million technologists right and if you have a bunch of them applying to you you have got 1000 resumes what do i do next right. i will look at who is from a quote unquote good company who is from a quote unquote good college right uh, we even went to a company where somebody wrote down the list of colleges they want us to hire from they actually physically wrote it on pen and paper and gave it to us and said only give me people from these colleges <laughs> right so that's the that's the sort of thing that used to happen right. what i am seeing is understandable today, i mean yeah india is not a place where uh, people put up a lot of open source or github so there's no other qualifier over time what i have seen is and this is thanks to the big players like your hacker ranks and hackerots of the world is more focus on skill mm-hmm. one big trend that i've seen is now people are saying show let's see what skills you have and based on this we will hire you and this has started to become more and more common not just in the startup space but even in the large services sectors as well mm-hmm. the second trend that i am seeing and this is fairly new is the edtech trend okay there are so many companies now and this is off the base of lambda school in the us doing really well a lot of companies are coaching develop coaching people to be developers so you might have been in some other field earlier you can go through a program and these companies coach you on real world development skills so i'm starting to see that i think it's too early to make a call on how effective these will be but that trend is there and uh, i think it's starting to make a difference in the market okay I'm, is this similar to what i've uh, heard being called as boot camps uh, in the us boot camp courses types yes they all call themselves as developer boot camps uh, yeah but i i think it's it's a fairly immature market right now the, they don't really get have a pulse of what companies are looking for but in a couple of years or in a years time uh, it will be a really really good place for people, for companies to hire from fascinating and uh, one of 
the hypothesis behind geek trust seems to be that resumes are given too much importance in the hiring process why do you think traditional resumes don't capture the best parts of a candidate so pramod about 3 years ago we had a candidate who wrote code on geek trust and uh, his code was like high quality top notch code he's worked at some of the best companies in the world and he was working at a pretty good startup at that point in time so the when we gave the resume to the company to one of the companies their response was his 12 standard marks are not good enough wow yeah his code is great and the company's worked it as great so what has happened pramod is uh, uh people don't look at re- even resumes with logic nowadays it is a bunch of criteria that's been set in stone mm-hmm. and some of the criteria are as random as these what they need to have more than 80% in the 12 standard forget anything else right <laughs> <laughs> then there are criteria like they have to come from a particular college which you have seen often and recently i spoke to a startup particular college particular course particular cgpa right so these are all proxies that are coming in to because they think they can identify good talent through these proxies mm-hmm. getting into a college is a function of an exam that you wrote at some point in your life right and if you're a five year experienced developer you did that almost 10 years ago how would anyone like to be judged based on how they did in an exam or in something 10 years ago right and yeah, you deserve a chance that, in the teens at that point right yes exactly and the the advantage is the the plus point is luckily for us software development is a skill which can be fairly objectively analyzed and decided right it's a it's a skill like uh, the analogy i like to use is it's like interior designing you won't ask your interior designer for her resume you'll ask her show us photos of what you've done in the past show us your portfolio right. so similarly geektrust believes that as a software developer you can showcase some of your skills and that becomes like your portfolio mm-hmm. right and that in most cases should take precedence over your resume right and it should be a mix of both at least you should you should look at skill and hey what have they done in the past to decide whether a candidate is good or not i agree i think as you accumulate experience the resume starts to portray less and less and also how you frame the resume also starts mattering who do you target with the resume which company which projects do you highlight you know those kind of things start to matter and what about the people you you worked with what what we find is a mentor plays such a big role in a software developer's career if you're lucky enough to have somebody good and i ask this for good developers i always ask how did you learn to code like this mm-hmm. and they end up saying you know there's somebody who was guiding me who would help me and then i would put in my effort but i had somebody to match that doesn't come across in a resume it comes across in your code absolutely correct and also how do you interact with people that's something much harder to measure 100% 100% right one of the, one of the problems i have with even with the skill based assessment we do today is it's very competitive mm-hmm. and real world software is, is i mean is the furthest away from competition that you can think of right <laughs> software software has failed because people can't collaborate collaborate effectively right from our perspective we always think about collaboration and none of our stuff there's no leaderboard you only compete with yourself and just get better at your own skill we are crafts crafts person with this approach that you've taken are there candidates that you know about who have gone on to like you know get successful jobs do well over a period of time over there and what i mean is somewhat unconventional candidates not the ones who check all the boxes right and that's that's a lot of our candidates promote a couple of stories that come to mind is uh, there is this one developer uh, he was from gujarat and he studied in a gujarati medium school all his life 
and he uh, heard of us luckily and then he wrote code luckily for us and for him uh, he wrote code and the code was very very good mm-hmm. if you see his resume and you look at his code you'll think okay then I mean, are you sure this person wrote the code but his code was really good uh, he one of the startups that hire from us they don't really care about what language you speak or you know communication in you know a very classical sense of how good is your english vocabulary that's that was not important for them they looked at his code they interviewed him i think 4 years ago they hired him he's still there mm-hmm. he still works at that startup the founder tells us how he's doing he keeps in touch he helps us on the com- the community front so a lot of things like this keep happening uh, recently there was one guy uh, uh, he was a support executive mm-hmm. was a support executive uh trying to get into the space of software development finding it extremely hard for companies to hire him he took a break he was he realized i mean i think very very motivated individual he said i'll quit my job otherwise you know nothing will happen i'm going to quit my job put all my effort into get better at coding and find a job he found us somehow uh he wrote code with us and he's working at a company which now is working with google so he's working on the google home project right now right starting from being a support executive that's wonderful yeah Uh, you know i have hired uh, because i am fully i fully believe into this and many of our companies also do i have internally at geekress we have hired a geologist right? we have hired a chartered accountant right just you because they could write really good code into software development kick ass developers like mm-hmm. they can take a, a person from a premier institute and then you know they can be much much better than them in terms of writing good clean code one of these guys he has youtube videos watched by 200000 people wow but nobody cares if you put that on a resume you will get rejected you know chartered accountant they won't read beyond that the yeah the talent is definitely there we just need to figure out how to spot it right so let's actually get it, get into that a little bit more so what do you evaluate according to geek geek trust what are some good signals high quality signals that you look for in a candidate submission right so uh, we try to mimic the real world as possible as close to as possible like you said earlier in the real world what are you going to do you're going to join a company and you're going to work off an existing code base you're going to work work off an existing code base make sense of it and leave it in a better place than you found it 95% or more than that developer this is what we do right very very rarely are you going to go in and build something from scratch from the get go so what we look for promote is the ability to create something which others can read extend understand maintain what we call clean code so clean code is what we look for we don't really i mean sure you should get your input and output and all you know you should do that well but at the same time how you got it is important for geek trust because we think that's what matters in the real world i've met final plus companies in the last 6 years i always tell them this is what we do they are all nodding their heads they agree on this the challenge is how do you look for this, this is hard to test for that's where we come actually let's do this can you talk about a couple of examples of problems that geek trust presents rather than the typical questions that come across in you know like i was saying in the introduction textbook right. data structure algorithms sure so uh, we have a problem which uh, looks to simulate a fairly uh, basic stock portfolio allocation okay right so the what the problem will say is hey here's the money this person has he or she wants to invest across stock equity sorry equity debt and gold they put that money in but they want a specific allocation uh, ratio okay. let's say uh, 50 is to 30 is to 20 right every month or every year 
the growth of that particular uh, uh, well, be it equity or gold is different though. Some is growing at 10%, others are growing at 5%. When it does that, the ratio changes. So then you need to write a program which is able to figure out the ratio has changed and then reallocate again. Right. Right. So it's fairly, uh, it's fairly close to real world. This is the sort of things that we end up doing in the real world. Interestingly, what we also do is for candidates, we'll tell you here is some bad code that's all for it. Okay. Here is some bad code. You refactor this, make it better and upload it. Okay. So we provide some scaffolding as well in certain cases. And uh, we recently started this and we're testing it out to see. Uh, but this reflects even more closer to the real world, which is actually what is what you might end up doing. Right. Yeah. So that's an example. Yeah, that's so true. And probably some amount of testing as well might be expected, I guess. Right. So we 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 provide broken unit tests and they need to fix those unit tests, refactor the code, add more tests as well. What the approach we are taking is we're saying it's your portfolio. If you want to add tests, great for you. Right. The more the better you make the code, the more companies are likely to shortlist your profile. That, that kind of makes sense. So let's kind of try to figure this out. So why do you think there is so much emphasis on things which don't directly relate to the job? I mean, is it something about software development which is hard to assess? I'm. Mean, why did we land up here? I think it is a it is a function of uh, it is hundred percent hard to assess, and there's a lot of candidates out there, right? So then you, as a founder, imagine you are looking to hire hundred people, hundred developers into your team. You can't interview. 5,000, 10,000 folks. So then you build a team that is structured around, you need 10 recruiters, for example. And then because the folks, uh, the recruiter's primary job is to actually sell your company to the candidate, convince them what is why they should join, talk about the culture, et cetera. But in addition, they're also, because they're not from the tech space, they are given some instructions on how they should filter out candidates because they can't judge you. So those filters then become like, uh, instead of being uh, guiding instructions, they become like rules, mm-hmm. right? And and that creates issues like, you know, 1,280% marks are required to interview at this company. Right. As it trickles down the organizational chart, right, it becomes more and more dilute and finally sometimes- It what becomes more and more dilute. Exactly, exactly. See, when I talk to founders and I talk to technology teams, and when I talk to companies which are smaller, everybody from the recruiter to the founder, they're clear on what they're looking for. As it goes bigger, right? It's no longer about the founder might really care about hiring good people, but when it comes down to the, to the person, last person on the ground talking to the candidate, it'll be about how many months of Angular 4 experience do you have? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think there's this classic also. They have this question, set of questions that the HR fires off. I'm, I'm sure like Google, I know that Google used to do it where they want to eliminate their like how many bits in an IP address. You know, they have this some 10 to 12 trivia questions, which you're supposed to get, I think, three or four correct or you're just like... No more in the Those, I mean, we had a client which asked us to do that and we said, we, we can't, we're not going to work with it. Does it make sense? And mm-hmm. my point is, right, in the real world, you're going to use Stack Overflow, you're going to use Google. So you can't give a test which checks for things that you can find out like this. Exactly. In a snap, you can find, what's the point in doing those tests? So yeah. these MCQs and all don't make sense to me at least. Considering you've been working on this platform for a while and, you know, have placed people. So are there companies which have taken the enlightened approach, so to say, and how are they doing? Which ones would they be? We work with about 100 odd clients and, and all of them agree with our philosophy. So as part of our sales process, we tell them, this is the philosophy. If you're working with Geek Trust, you should be looking at people beyond that resume. If you're hiring people based on where they worked at, LinkedIn has all that information. But LinkedIn doesn't know if they're a good developer or not. Geek Trust does. So pretty much all the 100 companies at Geek Trust, that's why Pramod, I feel, you know, while it was a struggle six years ago, now it's definitely more mainstream. 
we are working with some of the largest IT services companies in the world who wouldn't have spoken to a 50 member startup three years ago, but now they are. I used to work at ThoughtWorks. Uh, I worked there for about 10 years. I think ThoughtWorks has sort of been uh, the leader in terms of telling people, if you can write good code, you know, we will interview you. The interview process at ThoughtWorks, even back then was like that. You show us your code, then, you know, you'll get to the interview process. And they had that famous uh, pair programming so, round, right? Where you had to sit. Pair programming round. Yeah. Back then it was quite new and revolutionary, I guess. Right, right. So that is, is fairly mainstream now. A lot of companies have live coding rounds. So I would say from an, from an interview process, uh, companies are, are waking up, but a lot of companies that still need to start looking at uh, skill instead of resumes as a way to filter candidates. Yeah, but it's, it's catching up. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about if you were to talk to a company which is trying to figure out its hiring strategy, or let's say who know they have to hire a whole lot of people in the next six months to a year. So what are some suggestions that you would tell them, or is there a change of perspective they should have about this market? So uh, there are definitely some specific things I can talk about, but I'm going to be a little philosophical and tell you the first thing that a company needs to have to be able to hire successfully is humility. Mm -hmm. What I have noticed is companies that come into hiring with a humble attitude of with a humility in, ingrained in them tend to hire better. Hiring and interviewing is a, is a game where you're in a position of, you feel like you're in a position of power from everybody, from the person who is interviewing you to the recruiter. Right. And I find companies struggle with this. I'm amazed by startup founders who think developers have to, or for any matter, anybody have to, you know, prove themselves to join my company. Right. And I ask them, sometimes these, these folks give, uh, make it very, very hard to interview with companies. And I ask them, why is it so hard? And I said, only I want to test if they really, really want to join my company. And the fact of the matter is that person does not know you, right? This developer who you have to woo them. Right. right. And then it gets hard to implement promote because interview panelists are so many and interviewing is a tough skill. Uh, so overall, I think a problem with the interview process is that interview process, uh, the, the filtering out process, there is, there is a lack of humility in that entire process, what I've seen almost across all companies. Okay. Okay. So that's a very, very broad philosophical thing I'd like uh, to change. I mean, I'm just throwing out a guess here. Probably this would be more in companies which which have maybe raised a lot of money or who already have like a highly credentialed team. And I, I, I'm just trying to guess here. So I don't, I don't, so <clears throat> I don't mean that necessarily, Pramod. I think that is, that is there. Uh, but even with other companies, the, the lack of humility comes across in different ways. Like one of, some of these funded companies definitely have that, oh, you know, we only hire the best and the best and the best. And therefore my interview process is actually not to hire people, but how to reject people. Right, right. It comes across in that. Whereas in a small company, it, across, it comes across like we told you earlier, like yeah. I was telling you earlier, right? About, you know, how this person has to prove that they want to join us. And if you look at a slightly medium-sized company, it comes across in terms of the rules that they follow, right? And, you know, you don't get back to candidates. It's like a black hole applying to a company. They have three conversations with you and you don't hear back. So it comes across in different ways, this lack of empathy towards the candidates. Uh, so that does happen. Okay. On the other side, if you look at what are they doing wrong, and I'm speaking only about software development, right? Going back to my previous, uh, you know, the thesis of Geekpress is that anybody can be a good developer. And if you're, you know, you've been lucky enough to... Uh, 
have a good mentor, put in your efforts, etc. You can be a good developer. That pretty much opens up the entire market for you. It's not just the engineers coming out of college, other people who are working in a particular sector. The whole pool opens up. And I think companies should start looking at that this pool in all seriousness. Mm-hmm. And this is extremely hard to do. It doesn't come naturally to them. Spoke to a founder recently. I told him what we do. He 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 understood. He said, Yeah, I agree. I don't I, he was from a premier institute. He said, Yeah, I would like people from there, but it's okay. Give me people with good code. We sent him five candidates with really good code. He looked at it and he said, you know, it's okay. And actually, I don't want these. Even if you get a mechanical engineer from a premier institute, I will interview them. So that it's really, really hard to break out of it for them. There's a feeling that code doesn't matter. It's probably more psychological in a sense that, you know, there's a saying nobody got fired for uh, buying IBM or something. So it's like that, like just to be on the safe side, we have all the money. We might as well just go for the safe option. Yeah, yeah. And when you have 15 unicorns and $10 billion raised, everybody's going after the same set of people. If you can look beyond your usual sources, there's a whole whole new pool of talent waiting for you. So uh, now let's talk about the candidates themselves who are, you know, in this market. So if you are a candidate with a non-traditional background or generally you want to improve your profile, what are some things that you can do to make sure you're more attractive to the hiring people? See, I think as a as a candidate, you have to be clear what you, what you want. What are you looking for? And when I say non-traditional, right? Uh, <clears throat> when you say non-traditional, I'm just going to expand that a little bit to include uh, even people from the large services companies which are doing support work, etc. There's a ton of people out there, right? The real advice to them is focus on your skill and figure out how to showcase your skill. You don't have, I mean, it need not be Geektress. Geektress is one way to do that, but put your portfolio out there. Right. Put up GitHub work out there, write about the stuff you're doing. And I think we Indians are very, very bad at this. I, I worked outside India for a bit and I realized that we don't talk well about what we can do. Right? We don't put things out there. So if you're a developer, put your work out there, write about it, put it on LinkedIn, put it on blogs. It need not be fancy. It need not like be with great English either. But in whichever way it is, you have to showcase your work. Some. So basically practice the skills and then demonstrate it or not. Demonstrate it. Keep it out there. I saw one really, uh, you know, port, uh, you know, doing a coding challenge is great, but a portfolio is better. An actual project is even better than a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Right. And resume is at the other end of the spectrum, the lowest <laughs> end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way of looking at it. I hadn't thought about it. Like you have resumes at one end, and maybe yeah, actually project work at the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And other stuff are in between, right? Yeah, and as a candidate promote the market is, you know, uh, I don't need to belittle it, but it is it is really hot. More so when you consider that because of the pandemic, there are companies outside India also hiring you. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities for people to work at UK salaries, EU salaries, Australia salaries, Indian developers. They don't have to go through a company to do this anymore. It will just blow up in the next two to three years where, you know, an Australian company will say whether it's Brisbane or Bangalore, it's the same to me. I mean, time zone, a little bit different. So get good practice. That is important practice. And I tell you, it's not been spoken about enough practice about writing good code. It's not about just writing any code. What are the, how do you write good clean code? How do you write unit tests? Uh, you know, how do you, how can, how do you learn about refactoring? All those things are the things that really matter. Wow. That, that's wonderful. Uh, I think this has been great, uh, great question. Um, thanks for coming on to our show and sharing your insights on how the trends in hiring exist and what candidates and companies can do going forward. Thanks so much. Thanks, Pramod. It's great to be here.
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Do send us your feedback at throughthecorporateclass.com and follow us on Twitter at Corporate Glass. You can also email us at feedback at throughthecorporateglass.com. We'd love to hear from you.